This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi, I'm Hardik Vaidya. You're listening to Jamsters. This podcast is about stories from the world of entertainment, media, content and events. Every episode I'll be joined by some of the best in business, whether they're artists, content creators, filmmakers, writers, founders, CEOs, thought leaders, it could be anyone. If they have stories, I'll bring them to you. Join me in listening to my brand new podcast, Jamsters, on Epilog Media and all your favorite podcasting platforms. In a country obsessed with planning the perfect wedding, sourcing the latest designer outfit worn by celebrity, or finding the best decor or theme for a ceremony, or the perfect location as well, my guest today has made all that information and much more accessible at the click of a button. Parthip Thyagarajan, co-founder and CEO of Wedding Sutra, India's first wedding media company, has had a front row seat of the wedding's business and trends evolve in India for over 20 years. Welcome to Jamsters Podcast, Parthip, and thanks for taking the time out to do this. Thank you, Hardik. My pleasure. Did you ever imagine in the 20-year-long journey that Zoom weddings and virtual weddings would become an actual thing in India? I didn't imagine that, but even once the, the media was agog with information on um, these virtual weddings and people were saying virtual weddings were the future, I was very sure that virtual weddings won't take off because at the end of the day, it could be a 10 packs wedding or a thousand packs wedding. There is no substitute for the real uh, wedding with real people in India. I have to agree with you, right? I think weddings have always been a social affair of people meeting each other, sharing emotions, sharing experiences, and uh, doing that over a virtual setup would just kill the whole feeling, right? Absolutely. Unless it is your real brother or sister's wedding and you just can't attend, a virtual wedding or a Zoom wedding will not hold your attention for more than a few minutes. I have to agree with you. Uh, friends and colleagues in the industry have uh, performed some Zoom weddings and they've vlogged about it. They've shared their experiences. Uh, but it's often a common occurrence when they say that uh, the real feel, the real vibe was missing in a wedding when they say about the virtual world. That's right. The real joy is in seeing those smiles and not and not going to your screen at that time to read the comments of what your virtual guests are commenting. For sure, for sure. Over this 20-year-long journey and soon to be 21 years, uh, I'm sure this journey has been filled with uh, a lot of lessons, a lot of interesting insights. I want to unpack, Parthip, all of that today in this conversation. Understand also from you the trends that you foresee have developed over the two-decade period. One question that I would want to start off with asking is, what were, according to you, the top three weddings of this decade? I think I will start with uh, the Jindal wedding, which happened sometime in 2010 or 2011 in Florence. It was wow. a grand Marwadi wedding of a billionaire family to be held there. And it was the start uh, of Italy as a destination wedding hotspot. The who's who from India were in Florence for this uh, magnificent affair, which took place across different amazing venues in Florence. Mm -hmm. And the main uh, wedding ceremony was held at uh, Villa, Villa La Rose, which is owned by the Ferragamo family. Mm -hmm. 
That is one wedding I remember, which which is very interesting. The wedding which really showcased what celebrity weddings are all about uh, was when Karina Kapoor wed Saif Ali Khan hmm. at Taj Mahal Palace. It was an intimate affair. It was a hometown wedding with a destination wedding feel, and. Uh, uh, it, it was. Uh, it is exactly the way celebrity weddings are. Are they are? They may make a lot of noise, but they are in their own way a private yet grand affair. Mm-hmm. Then the third wedding again. We go back to Italy. Was the uh, Virushka wedding, Virat Kohli and uh, Anushka Sharma. Okay. Uh, by virtue of their personalities, it was a. Uh, Cricketer meets Bollywood, and again Italy was back uh, in the news uh, after uh, you know. Of course, Italy has played host to some fairly uh, high-profile weddings, but uh, this was again an intimate wedding with maybe 150 to 200 people, and uh, it was uh, the photos which were splashed all over, and in true celebrity style, it was fairly hush hush till the last minute wow very very interesting to hear although i am surprised that you didn't mention the ambani wedding as a wedding of this decade absolutely so i will add to that i think ambani wedding both the ambani weddings if one was grander the other one was even grander uh, the the style with which the families orchestrated it all uh, the first one being, of course, uh, held between Antelia and Geo Gardens, and the second one being held between Antelia and the uh, newly set up Geo Convention Center. Uh, the Ambani's have, of course, always been looked up to for the scale and the style in which uh, they organize social celebrations. And uh, what was very interesting is the kind of coverage we were doing where we were talking about all the hundreds and hundreds of, you know, wedding planners and professionals who worked tirelessly behind the scene to put up this magnificent affair. While everyone was talking a lot about and probably possibly about everything from the outfits to the kind of guests, I think Wedding Sutra was one portal that I remember you covered the people behind the scenes, the folks who were working to make this a phenomenal success. That is what I enjoy most, Hardik, about attending weddings. It is about meeting people who have working there, be it uh, meeting or seeing, be it the shadows or the hospitality team, the bartenders, the caterers, the DJs, because it is at these high profile and celebrity weddings that I can at least make eye contact with them. I can see them in action. And that is what makes the coverage and, uh, you know, content even more interesting when you see uh, these creative entrepreneurs in action. And as you know, today, the wedding industry is drawing uh, young men and women or even uh, those even those elder from different walks of life and it is not it is a it is a misconception that wedding planning is the thing there is so many opportunities beyond wedding planning and we just mm-hmm. spoke about some of those things including entertainment mc 
the options are limitless for those who enjoy being a part of a very happy day when you say that uh, it's it's much beyond wedding planning i'm curious to understand parthip what are some of the new careers professions that have emerged out of this space wedding industry sure for those who are outsiders they think that the family outsources the entire wedding planning to one wedding planner who in turn gets the work done by different people but that that is that is not right in many high profile families there are as many as four wedding stroke event management companies involved in the mega operation one wedding planner could be looking at hospitality alone the other wedding planner could be looking at uh, at coordinating uh, decor and production another wedding planner stroke event management company could be taking care of entertainment the other wedding planner could be taking care of key contracts and uh, transfers and along with his associate travel agent could be looking at ticketing and while 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 the wedding planners may be identifying and giving the job to the creative entrepreneurs that may not always be the case uh, the families themselves being fairly well traveled and who have attended probably more weddings than any wedding planner also many wedding planners <laughs> also may hmm. themselves be aware who the top caterers are who the top decor designers are uh, who are the top uh, dj's mc's uh, uh, vocalists instrumentalists uh, uh, dessert specialists among others so while not all all these professionals may not be doing weddings alone weddings may constitute a significant proportion of their business even more so now at a time when corporate events have come almost to a halt mm-hmm. therefore you may be having somebody who specializes in doing birthday cakes uh, chocolate gifting uh, but he or she may be specializing in wedding cakes so there are so many things when it comes to an indian wedding because an indian wedding is not about that one or two day affair alone mm-hmm. it it starts with a boy girl meet the engagement uh, a pre wedding shoot a bachelor stroke bachelorette the mehndi haldi sangeet wedding post wedding reception and the honeymoon it is not just the boy and the girl and their parents who are spending but even guests are spending so even if the next time i are, i am invited to a wedding i will possibly think of what is it that i can wear which is uh, something not not because i want to wear something new but just because i i would like to feel happy going in uh, you know wearing uh, a different color but you know the lead lead wedding planner of everything will be like i think a mom or a dad i guess hands down absolutely you are spot on <laughs> to talk about that in india it is the mother who's traditionally been the wedding planner as a wedding became more and more uh, a, a celebration where your business associates got invited the father got more involved in planning it because he would be inviting 200 300 or 400 of his business associates 
But that is where Hartik, the opportunity lies for this market in India. Maybe 10 years or 20 years down the line, when you have more and more working mothers or fathers who are unable to take time out from their professional uh, commitments uh, on a celebration like this, that is when they will outsource work to more wedding planners. So today, if among the, um, you know, uh, the, I'm not talking of the uh, high net worth individuals and ultra high net worth individuals, but I'm talking of the upper middle class. If 10% of them are hiring a wedding planner, I would mm-hmm. think 10 years later, 30 to 40% of them will. And that is where this market will see even a further growth. It's very interesting to hear Parthip, uh, you know, talk about the newer professions, the kind of trends you're talking about, but up until, you know, when, when you started Wedding Sutra, uh, wedding was such a unorganized process, right? Like the tent wala would become your, your wedding planner and, and the caterer would say like, let me assemble some people and pull off a wedding. Um, from that to now talking about a candid photography specialist, a trousseau specialist, uh, someone would help you pick up your jewelry. Uh, the industry has evolved at a pace and scale, which probably I think even industry experts might have failed to comprehend the growth at which this industry has grown. Absolutely hard. The industry, the whole perception of this industry was that there's a caterer who also doubles up as a wedding planner or a mandapwala who does it all. They are still very important in most weddings today. However, the wedding did not have, the industry did not have, and I'll be upfront and say this, the kind of respectability it has today. 20 years back, most of my friends were asking me, how how did your parents, (laughs) (laughs) uh, what are they going to say that my son is working in the wedding industry, he's put his job with the Times of India group to do this? And I do know a lot of other entrepreneurs who were toying with the idea. 2000 was the year of the dot-com and uh, many uh, entrepreneurs were setting up different dot-coms in this space. And I know that this is exactly what uh, a former um, uh, partner at one of the big consulting firms told me. He said in 2000, he almost quit his job to start uh, a portal relating to uh, matchmaking and weddings. Mm-hmm. But the moment his parents heard, he was about four years into his job. The moment his parents heard about his plans, they said nothing doing. And he was back to the nine to five job. Wow. And I believe that the story of, I think, most creative folks in India who want to pursue something offbeat, while I'm happy to say that the trends are changing in the more recent times, but uh, starting when you started off Wedding Sutra in 2000, uh, there must have been issues like internet reach, you know, bandwidth problems, good quality data analytics. Uh, It still surprises me from that to this, what has changed? I mean, how did you grapple with all these problems back then when starting up? Well, I was young and I was, uh, it was, you know, you need to have a lot of, you need to be very persistent and you need to have that drive that you will make it work because simply because people did not even understand uh, what, uh, how you can monetize a website. There were less opportunities to monetization. And as you're right, as you rightly put it, most of us were using our MTNL line to uh, dial up 
Oh God, those and days. While our website was targeted at women, the number of women users online was much lesser than the number of male users. I know some some of them used to tell me that they used to log into Wedding Sutra only during their lunch hours at office because they did not have access to the internet at home or and obviously not during their travel. So between then and now, there has been a huge metamorphosis in, uh, you know, the digital reach. But that aside, when you talk of wedding planners, one of the wedding planners who immediately came to people's mind between the year 2001 and 2003 was the Mandapwala as seen mm. in Meera Nair's monsoon wedding. Oh, right, right. Uh, a crude guy, foul-mouthed, and he would work, get work done by workers. And of course, I'm sure he was effective and he was what families wanted. They wanted uh, things to be delivered as per a timeline and cost, and he delivered. And obviously, for a lot of people to visualize what uh, a professional can do was was very difficult. But... We have seen that this wedding industry, there are a lot of people who've made their mark, be it engineers and MBAs who are flourishing as candid photographers. Oh, I remember, by the way, an article, I believe, that came on Wedding Sutra. I think that's I think that's one of the, uh, I think one of my favorite pieces that I think got covered uh, about why the diversity in the wedding industry uh, and the engineers and the MBAs sort of resort to photography. Is that right? Absolutely. You're right. That was a... The article we did in 2010 featuring three and uh, two IIM alumni and two engineers who quit their jobs to pursue wedding photography. And I know that the moment we did that story, many other electronic uh, uh, media, including NDTV, featured the same people we interviewed. Hmm. And I did, I wrote that article myself because I spoke to these people. And I figured that some of them were working with uh, IT companies, which had a photography club. And it was the boredom of their jobs, which got them to uh, join the photography club. They started by uh, photographing their colleagues' weddings because the colleagues uh, probably were having a cross-cultural wedding and they didn't want the regular studio photographer to, uh, to take the candid shots. And uh, uh, this was what they experienced. And... What Wedding Sutra started doing was we started giving photo credits. And uh, from the time in 2000, when I had to almost beg my own friends to give me their wedding photos. Right. And uh, you know how it was. Internet was almost like, you know, there was, there was it was all about, you know, uh, no privacy and very unsafe. So nobody, very few people would agree to give their wedding photos. And the moment we started giving photo credits, and that was really a turning point for us where from making efforts to get wedding photos, we started get, receiving submissions from hundreds, thousands and then more. It's almost become like a matter of prestige and an honor for couples to be covered on Wedding Sutra. From that to what you're talking yeah. right now. Yes, right. Yes, Hartik. 
from you know doing what you were doing as an entrepreneur has the role evolved for you like is it more about just meeting people hiring people what has what has evolved for you as an entrepreneur when you were two people starting out wedding sutra to now about 30 plus uh, people is what i understand that's right so initially like all businesses we were doing everything we were doing content business development tech coordination Uh, there was obviously no social media at that time to a time right now where i am i am spending a lot of my time not only in terms of the you know business development or uh, the growth of the company but what i really enjoy doing is our b2b activity which is wedding sutra engage which mm-hmm. is a platform which engages with uh, wedding planners and uh, various other wedding specialists right to create uh training programs uh networking events and uh, mentors them on how they can build their brand this is something i'm enjoying i have already uh engaged with uh, uh close to 1000 members who have been part of our programs over the last few years and the next year or so i hope to engage with the emerging segment of wedding planners who are here to stay you also run um, two very prestigious awards the photography awards wedding shoot sara photography awards and the influencer awards that's as right. well uh, that's right the the genesis of this idea where did this come from was it an opportunity was it more of a need uh, where did this come from i think uh, for a long time wedding industry professionals were telling us to institute awards but uh, I was staying away from this because I always used to say how can you give awards to a wedding where every wedding is beautiful right uh, whether it's big or small uh, but I did realize over a period of time that there were certain um, wedding professionals who were trendsetters in whatever they did and the and while I still continue to believe that every wedding is beautiful there's no wedding which is better than the other or the fact that there's no such thing as the perfect wedding even though families would aim to have a perfect wedding the objective of this is to recognize the talent who's working behind the scenes be it as photographers or in any other uh, genre relating to weddings and give them what we feel is their due interesting there has been a Uh, when you mentioned awards and and the kind of recognition the wedding industry is now getting the limelight it deserves has these uh, you know ott series like made in heaven or uh, band baja bride or even the band baja barat movie uh, impacted uh, weddings in any way of course they have like when um, anushka sharma and ranveer played the role of wedding planners in band baja barat i know there were so many young men and women who were very keen to explore a career in wedding planning however real life is very different from real life and i don't think the movie really depicted uh, the role of a wedding planner or it was about two young women uh, two young folks who have just worked briefly and then they suddenly get a break in a super rich home it does not work <laughs> for sure for sure before you get the big break but as we say real life is very different 
from real life. But yes, it was one movie which kind of uh, puts the wedding planner in, uh, you know, in that limelight. And uh, the other shows by NDTV, which is Band Baja Bride, where Sabya Sashi, right. uh, role was so important in making it a super success. Their other show, NDTV's other show, Big Fat Indian Wedding, did not right. meet with the same success. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we have uh, another OTT platform, which has come up with uh, The Big Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'm not sure whether that will meet with the same success because a lot of brides may not relate to the big fat wedding or may not, may not pride them, uh, pride, may not take pride in calling themselves bridezillas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very interesting word. Okay. So yes. So some, some, uh, uh, some shows may meet with more success and there is a time for everything as they say. Right. Right. So right now, I don't think a show which is about big fat or super grand weddings will will really meet with great success. Okay. Because we are now in practical times. It's all about doing things which with a plan B and and it's a lot about tolerance to ambiguity. You know, talking about tolerance to ambiguity and adapting to the times that we are living in. Parthip, uh, weddings have always been, uh, for a lack of a better expression, uh, an exercise in social flexing. Uh, and now the times that we are living in and uh, uh, the need that uh, the society demands or the nature demands or the planet demands is that of sustainability. Um, Recently, in, in a few weddings that I did, uh, I did come across very smart, young, ambitious folks who spoke a lot about sustainability in their own weddings. Uh, would you want to highlight on that a little bit, your experience of uh, this sudden uh, upsurge in the term of sustainability coming in weddings? While the awareness is there, I don't know how much is going to be there. Like we will probably see uh, less of fireworks we will uh, see less of a wastage of food or material. The reality is that weddings happen once in a lifetime. And there are a lot of things which may be important to one member, either the bride or the groom or, or one member uh, from, you know, from the uh, seniors. And uh, the, I know some families have taken a lot of uh, corrective measures and, thoughtful gestures. I still feel we still have a long way to go. And I am more inclined to think of what you have just said. It is social capital. A wedding is a celebration where you make new friends by virtue of the fact that there's a new member in your family and you get to know, make, make friends with his or her friends. And um, it is the happiness you you gain by the fact that the, that your family size has increased and you are celebrating with food, flowers, entertainment, with not just your immediate family, but many of your loved ones and well-wishers. You know, before we got on this uh, 
podcast uh, we had this quick chat on the phone call and i and i remember very vividly you mentioned about how you are a people observer how you appreciate people um i'm curious to understand what have your observations been about people what are some learnings that you've derived from observing people over these uh two decades well one learns every day uh, but uh, one of the things i have realized is that uh, a wedding is a lot of, a wedding is a lot about good energy in the room you uh, uh, you know there's music there's food and uh, you are just happy that you're wearing your best clothes and uh, you're spending time with your friends or making new friends and uh, it's also the fact that how cultural the celebrations are one of the reasons why no international company has been able to make a mark in organizing this a lot of people have told me why don't you be the uber of weddings where mm-hmm. everything can be done on one app it is very difficult to have for this to happen because it is such a cultural thing and the people you are going to be working with you are going to be calling inside your homes and you're only going to be calling people inside your homes those whom you have a friendship with or those who come with a personal reference regardless of which organization they work sure with. sure each sure. person who comes his brand does not matter but the cultural and the cultural connect and the friendship with him and with that comes more trust is that's what matters and what i have really realized is that after two decades i am i'm inclined to say that while a lot of people may think a wedding is a big expense and therefore this big expense will be cut down during the pandemic as because it's people don't want to waste money people are inclined to cut down on spending only due to the prevalent conditions in terms of restriction on numbers or other safety issues because expenditure on weddings is not a spend it is a gift to the gods by virtue of the religious ceremonies you perform mm-hmm. it is about what you do as a established businessman or top professional to promote new talent it is about uh, the joy of spending with your near ones it is an investment for your child's future it is not as easy as as what people say or oh, instead of spending 50 lakhs right uh, you, uh, that money can be invested somewhere this 50 lakhs uh, for a celebration which is very memorable is it, so it is seen as an investment so there are so it is not just seen as as money which is just being spent the money is also being spent Uh, fairly thoughtfully with and the money is being given over by that i mean the, even the vendors who are taking care of it are those right. who you are looking forward to work with or whose work you really appreciate and who you want to encourage 
So I agree with you to a large extent in that case that when a wedding comes into place, so many people get the opportunity to collaborate, you know, earn a living uh, because of a project. Just one wedding gives. Um, and when you are coming across newer individuals, you're making newer collaboration. It's just a joy to see newer talent, newer partnerships to strike. And then those sort of relationships become lifelong friendships. In some cases, I've had the opportunity of running across some people who have become from colleagues to friends. And that I think is the joy that the shared experience of a wedding can give. Sure. Over this uh, period of uh, running as an entrepreneurship circuit very uh, strongly and a tight ship. Uh, I'm also very curious to understand, uh, Parthip, that your revenue model uh, is based largely on advertising. So has that model evolved for you? Has traffic reduced? Uh, what are the alternative ways of developing a portal like Wedding Sutra going forward? Yeah, you're right that what is interesting about our business is our revenue model is more or less the same. We are earning our revenues in the same, you know, through through brands. When I say you have two kinds of advertisers, national advertisers who could be brands like Tanish, Clackmail, L'Oreal, or uh, wedding specialists or retail advertisers who basically come on five, under five categories, wedding planners, wedding decorators, photographers, makeup artists, and entertainment specialists. So these are these are uh, the retail advertisers take a membership or uh, and they promote their services on our website and social media. The big change in the last ten years is is about how earlier everybody would be on our website or blog. Today, different people are spending time on our various platforms. When I say that, I don't mean just website, blog, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Instagram or Facebook. I also mean YouTube. Pinterest and our app. So the challenge then becomes that your audience gets very fragmented. It is almost like the days where the good old days where whether you were a 10 standard student or you were a chartered accountant or a doctor, you would get all your news, say about 30 or 40 years back through one paper, like the Times of India, if you were in Bombay, the Hindu in Chennai, or the Hindustan Times in Delhi, or Telegraph or Statesman in Calcutta. Today, your audience is getting news, and that's not just, you know, your national news, but you notice every media platform is also focusing a lot on wedding content these days. When I Absolutely. say wedding, it's celebrity weddings, real weddings, uh, or what to wear, what to buy or for gifts. So in the scenario like this, it is quite a challenge because, and that is why I say every day is a new day. And when you're running a media company, you're as good as your, your feed of yesterday. So today you have to think of how to have an interesting feed on Instagram for True engagement. So it is something which keeps you on your toes and uh, you learn every day. Your initial days of uh, setting up Bedding Sutra in 2000. So were you and your co-founder Madhulika were like personally writing down all the content? Were you all yeah. uh, publishing? Uh, no, we, had, we had a team of freelance content writers who created all the content. Since I was from a media background, I used to work for the Times of India group. I had a good network of freelance writers. Uh, the technology was outsourced and, and uh, so so was finance and accounting. But uh, 
But what is very interesting is when you are an entrepreneur, you are a peon, you are an accountant, <laughs> you yes. are a coordinator. So, and when you look back on those days when you spent, uh, you were out from eight in the morning uh, till uh, eleven at night, and you you made one visit to uh, to Thane on the central line. Then you had your next meeting in uh, Express Stars in Nariman Point. Then you had your next meeting in Bandra. Then you had to go back to Diobroya uh, Nariman Point. You can do that at a certain time in life. But and when you look back, uh, you feel happy that you did it all. So according to you, it's imperative that someone who starts up. Uh, and this would be relevant advice for uh, folks who want to start up in the wedding space or the wedding media space is that uh, identifying your key skill sets and then outsourcing the other things from whatever I could understand. Yes. Is that you also the writing part. People have different models and it's not that also there's a, there's a misconception that you work hard, hard, hard. There is a, there is, it is not necessary that that will have to work for everybody yeah, because everybody has a different uh, business model. Everyone has different skills, and everybody has different resources. So, if you are self-aware, and uh, and it's not necessary that you know you just have to keep on working, working in one fine day. You know, uh, uh, you will uh, you'll you'll get that pot of gold. <laughs> uh, different things work for different people. But yes, if you are aware of your skill sets, you are well aware of your strengths, you tap into your real strengths and uh, you will do well wherever you are, whether it's the wedding industry, technology, automobile, retail, anything. When you've uh, come across multiple weddings and uh, families and brides and grooms, I'm curious to also learn what would your advice be uh, for the to be brides and grooms? My advice has always been that uh, you can get inspired by content, you can get ideas, uh, but finally, it's what makes you happy or makes the other one happy. Uh, one should not be very judgmental about others' tastes or choices and um, respect all your loved ones. And uh, that that is what will give you the wedding of your dreams. Don't stress about the small stuff because while you may remember what was missing or what didn't happen as per the original plan, most of your guests may not notice or be aware of it. Very interesting. I read one of your interviews in which I believe you mentioned that uh, beyond the bride and groom's planning also involve the family in the planning process. Yes. That's always been the case in India where uncles, cousins have very enthusiastically stepped in to take care of certain key departments and uh, regardless of whether there's a planner or not. And, uh, and because Event management, again, while it may be a profession in India, there are so many individuals who enjoy doing it. They don't do it 
for a friend or a family for money sim but simply because they enjoy it is about a creative expression it is about how to organize a group of people what to tell whom and uh, how to just ensure everything is well organized so everybody who attends has a good time so many of us are inborn with event management skills some of us may choose to be in event management or the events profession like you are and some of us may just enjoy taking it on when a dear friend or a family member gets married hmm hmm a lot of folks have uh, now slash careers right so they're working in the day and uh, by night they are a dj or they are a photographer and uh, it has helped them like you correctly mentioned a creative way uh, a creative outlet uh, uh, through the weddings medium it's interesting you say this hartik because when i started my career in 96 uh, with the times of india group uh, i was fairly bored with my 9 to 5 job and i wanted to do something on the side but there's no way i could do it because you could you only had your official email address you had an extension which was shared by uh, you know multiple colleagues and uh, things really changed for a lot of other people once the mobile came in once the mobile came in there was an opportunity for people to spend their free time to 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 pursue a hobby or an interest then the next thing is when whatsapp came up hmm. they were able to communicate easily but what really has changed it is social media where there are so many people doing who may have day careers but a page on instagram or facebook uh, or a whatsapp business account enables them to to do something where they can make new friends and additional money your conversations always have a people touch uh, which sort of circles back to how uh, i remember your conversation about being a people collector people observer people appreciator uh, there is a recurring thread to that uh, no wonder you are a perfect match for this industry thank you when thank you, you when you are doing what you're doing are you yourself fashion conscious like any brands you endorse any kind of outfits you aspire to uh, wear constantly at certain wedding what's your fashion taste not really mine is all about comfort and i think for, for me of course the fit is very important it should not be uh, uh, it should not look boxy and uh, uh, as long as the fit is important and i'm quite practical i sometimes feel that you know very lucky to be born a guy where you can repeat your outfits and um, uh, you know you don't have to worry about wearing something which is trending too <laughs> and uh, quite often now i do consult my friends on whatsapp saying i plan to buy this and you know how it is no friends give you know it's all you get different someone says oh you know what these checks are not in fashion anymore <laughs> or why don't you try you know pairing it with this So mm-hmm. what happens is I do have four to four to five friends either who are uh, fashion entrepreneurs or just have a good sense who uh, who tell me where uh, I can buy. So just this morning I asked a school friend uh, 
who is from the textile business, where I can go to to pick a new linen jacket. So he mentioned mm-hmm. he mentioned about a store. Uh, which I knew was in Bandra earlier, and now they've opened in Kolaba. So that's how I uh, get to learn. But I'm not, uh, you know, myself uh, too much into this. <laughs> okay. Who are like some of the fashion designers' work that you admire or you appreciate a lot? I think uh, a lot of them are doing uh, great work. I think one of the designers I admire the most is Raghavendra Rathore hmm. for who he is as a person and. Uh, his talent and how much people are willing to pay for the Raghavendra Rathore uh, Sherwani and Bandgala. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are many others who've built solid brands, be it Sabya Sashi in bridal wear, uh, Manish Malhotra for glam bridal wear. And uh, among the emerging designers, there is Krisha Bajaj for mm-hmm. uh, women's wear, SS Om and Kunal Ravel for men's wear, among others. Fantastic. Fantastic to hear that. I want to circle back to one question that I've been meaning to ask you. Parthip, your successes are public literature. I want to understand what are some of your unsuccessful attempts, some things that don't get covered, something that are close to your heart. I want to understand what are those failed attempts? Well, there have been lots of failed attempts and uh, it, it all comes back to, I think, what I tell a lot of uh, budding entrepreneurs is about how to handle uh, toxic people or people who take joy in putting you down. Uh, there have been so many such people, I'm sure, Every entrepreneur has been a part or has has uh, has unfortunately uh, had to meet. And uh, my only regret is sometimes that I I took it too seriously. Right. I mean, there are these people who just come and who try to put you down uh, and uh, one should learn to to handle such unpleasantness chin up and not get demotivated or angry because of the reactions or actions of such people. And uh, even if there are some people who come into your life uh, and uh, you're not happy about that experience, you can still say, what can I, what have I learned about this from this experience or what have I learned from this person? What is still good about this bad person and move on. Wow. That's a super valuable advice. And I'm sure this will hold a lot of people in good stead because like you correctly mentioned, most of us run into individuals, which would like to pull us down. Uh, the energies can sap our positivity, but I think uh, the way you put it, uh, was beautiful. It's about also learning good from the bad as well. That possibly keeps us in good stead. Uh, Parthip, it's been such a pleasure hearing whatever you've been able to share with us today on this podcast. Thanks for taking the time out to do this podcast with us. You know, Hardik, I must congratulate you for doing your research so well. I do not often meet people who know all about the content which I have done from so many years before. They do know about the numbers on social media. They know about what I'm doing today. 
But uh, the effort you have taken to research about Wedding Sutra, what we do on our for our B2C platform, what we do for our B2B platform, and the interest which you have taken to uh, get to know Parthip, it's very commendable. And I wish you all luck in your future endeavors. And I really hope our roads cross very, very soon, Parthip. I am sure it will. Good energies always meet. <laughs> yes, amen to that. Thanks again. If you enjoyed this episode of Jamsters, make sure you subscribe on EPLog Media website or your favorite podcast streaming apps such as Apple Podcasts, Geo Savan, Ghana, Spotify and more. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, do rate and review Jamsters as it helps other people to discover this podcast. And for suggestions, feedback or ideas for me, follow me on Instagram at the rate Hardik D. Vaidya or on Facebook at Hardik Vaidya.